Work-life balance is bullshit, and thriving as a remote work professional is realizing that work-life balance is an absolute myth. Life requires you to integrate your best self into all areas, because they're all connected. This is your host, Jordan Carroll, and welcome to the Sunday Ain't Scary Podcast. The show dedicated to those addicted to living outside of their comfort zone, obsessed with designing a life of freedom, and for those who choose to make everyday count because they know Sunday ain't scary. What's up, my friends around the world? Welcome to another episode of the Sunday Ain't Scary podcast. Wow, what a fucking week this has been. By Thursday of this week, I was just absolutely exhausted. I have a ring. It's called an aura ring, and it actually tracks my sleep. And so when I hit the pillow, it knows how long it takes me to fall asleep. And on Thursday evening, it took me three minutes to fall asleep, which probably a record for myself. I just reflecting on it, it's, it's just been a little bit crazy. And, and one of the things that I did this past week was I spoke for a company called Grow Motley for their community, which was really awesome. And I covered some information and some material that I'd actually never done before, which is always a risk. <laughs> you go into a talk and you haven't done it. I have, I'd obviously practiced it, but I hadn't done it for a live audience before. So doing that for people, I was a little bit nervous, which is fun as a speaker to actually be nervous. I've done some of my talks so many times that I just don't really get nervous anymore at all. So to have those nerves, which I kind of feel are the same as excitement, if you can convince your mind that's true, it can produce a really fun experience for yourself and the audience. So I had a lot of fun and the topic that we covered was pretty much what I'm going to talk about today, which is how to thrive as a remote worker and or digital nomad. And what I call this, what I called this before was the 10 habits of highly effective remote workers and nomads. So these are topics that cover the span of people that are locational independent or work from home or travel and work or want to do that as well. No matter where you sit on that spectrum, there are lessons within this that I think are absolutely relevant. Now, I got this information and this data not only from myself and from what I've experienced in my life, but when I was originally gathering the information for this presentation, I interviewed dozens of people, dozens of people that I have met during my travels. People that I saw up close were thriving, were highly effective in what they did, were exhibiting these traits of people that really had great habits in health, in wealth, in work productivity, and in their relationships. And my goal of this presentation that I gave, which was uh, this past Wednesday, was to highlight all of the best answers from these people and consolidate them into 10 different pillars or habit groups. So what I'm going to do is, this was this presentation was an, almost an hour. Uh, I'm not going to go for an hour, as you can probably see on the time of this podcast. And this podcast that I do is short form for a reason, because I like people to get really dense information in a quick amount of time. So I'm going to try to give this to you in 10-15 minutes, and let's see what happens. So I'll go through them one by one and kind of explain what each means. I'll give a couple of examples, and then we will hopefully get through this in a reasonable amount of time. So after interviewing these people and understanding what was most most important. These are the 10. Number one, these folks care about what they put in their body. Sounds really simple. And some of these are going to sound really simple, but that's the point. 
is that we want them to be simple. We want the pillars of, of habits and things in our life to be simple enough that they're easy to track, they're easy to evolve as time goes on, they're easy to implement. So they care about what they put in their body. They eat real food. They are, they are people that are, are cognizant of the fact that refined sugar and GMOs and certain things have a really bad effect on your energy and your ability to perform. They automate their decisions. And one of the things that comes to mind for me is meal prep, right? And ordering meals. When I was living in Colombia with my dear friend Gabe, we had a chef and the chef would come and make all the meals for us. And, and living in Colombia at that time at, on Western salaries, a chef was very affordable for us, especially that we were splitting the cost of the chef and the groceries. So in America and in other parts of the world where it may be a little bit more expensive, you can still find some of these pre-done meals and you can look locally and find, okay, if I'm not spending, if I don't want to spend time cooking and I, I still want to automate the decision of what food to eat, I can find one of these meal prep plans, have them deliver the meals at the beginning of the week or in the middle of the week, whatever it is, and just eat them, just heat and eat. There's plenty of those out there. So that is definitely something that you can look into. Now, they also limit their toxins. I am someone who have has had previous issues with substance abuse. I drank, smoked cigarettes, did drugs for many years, have since stopped that other than the drugs. I, if you consider caffeine and you consider psychedelics, I still do those things, but they're much more natural, <laughs> I would I would imagine, than uh, something that is not. And uh, I haven't drank a sip of alcohol for over three years. So those are things that when I made those changes in my life, I noticed an immediate difference in my ability to perform. So that was the first one. They care about what they put in their body. Number two, movement and recovery are non-negotiable. So especially in a remote environment when you are, uh, and th- again, this a lot of this stuff is going to go for a lot of people, at least the first few too. No matter what's going on in your life, people have full schedules, people are busy, but exercise and recovery have have to be a priority. So sleep, for instance, is the greatest form of recovery. And if, if you're not sleeping well, you can probably notice that everything in life is kind of fucked up, right? I mentioned the aura ring about kind of tracking my sleep and understanding my sleep and trying to understand the variables of what's happening in my day that is causing me to get a certain level of REM sleep or deep sleep. It's not that you have to get an aura ring to sleep better, but just understand that you have a circadian rhythm. You have a rhythm in which your body is meant to go to sleep at a certain time and wake up at a certain time. So if there's a lot of variability in your schedule in that way, my recommendation is to shut off the phone at night, airplane mode, you know, whatever, get off the screens earlier, don't eat dinner right before bed or snacks before bed, and then try to go to bed at the same time every night. Because I'm noticing when I look at what impacts my sleep, it's what time I go to bed and how, when I had eaten the last meal. Those are like the two things that have really been impactful to my sleep. As far as movement, integrating that into daily life is great. If you can live in a walkable area, especially if you're remote and you're choosing where you live, live near everything as far as being able to walk. That is a huge life hack because then every day maybe you're walking to the grocery store, you're walking to the co-working space. That's what I had in Playa del Carmen when I lived there and it was awesome because I could literally walk everywhere and exercise was just so integrated. Sports is a big thing. So if you're in a different culture or even if you're living in your home country, finding a sport that you can do, one that is encouraging healthy competition and something that gets you out of the house, gets you integrating with people. Sports are just such an amazing way to get exercise without feeling like you're getting exercise. Okay, so number two is movement, recovery, non-negotiable. Number three, they don't feel guilty prioritizing self-care. Just like on airplanes, you can't put the mask over the kid next to you if the mask is not on you. So prioritize that self-care. What does that look like? 
incorporate some form of play into your life. We talked a little bit about sports in the last one, but that could be a hobby, that could be painting, that could be you know freestyle rapping, that could be writing, it could be a lot of different things. It could be just going outside, right? Getting your feet on grass, that's a big, big thing. If, if you can do this once a day, just take your shoes off, go outside and put your feet on grass. Let all of those electrons and ions that have been bouncing up and down in your body from all the technology you've been around, let those things come right out of you. Because as soon as you step on the grass, you help reduce that electrical charge that you've absorbed from all those things. Other healthy escapism is really beneficial, whatever that is for you. And then also hygienizing your information. So a lot of times we don't have filters on all the noise of information that's around us. There's so much noise in social media, in advertising, in the world that we live in. So unfollow all the feeds that you've developed, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You've developed those feeds based on what you've told it and conditioned it to show you. Unfollow things religiously. As soon as you see something that's not aligned to you, unfollow it or tell the, the app not to show it to you anymore. And create filters in your life. One of the best filters I have now is an email autoresponder. I have my vacation responder on at all times and it tells people where to find the proper information for certain types of people, how to apply as a client, as a business that want to work with me, whatever. And it's not like you don't have to do these things, but think about how you can filter in your life certain information that is important and not important. Number four is create and maintain connections. The more and more I'm realizing that this is pretty much applicable to everybody. So maybe I'll change the title to be more wide ranging. I guess we'll see. So creating and maintaining those connections, keeping in touch with loved ones, the best way that I do that, especially friends of mine that I haven't seen in many years in person, is that I will schedule quarterly calls that are on my calendar and on their calendar. And so every year, there's no excuse for us not talking at least four times a year, which is more than a lot of people, right? A lot of times you can go years without talking to somebody. So that's really great. I also use voice notes a lot in my communication instead of just flat text because it gives another element to your messages. So use voice notes when you can. You can use voice notes on iMessage, on Android, on any of these. They all have voice note capability. And then seek accountability, whether that's co-living, so living with people in immediate proximity of you that have similar interests, that have a growth mindset, that want to achieve similar things. That's a huge hack. Whenever I live overseas, I typically live with someone who I know or I know is like that. And maybe even create your own community or create your own events. That could be through volunteering. That could just be through finding mutual interests. But I know COVID's kind of weird to be around people, but it's so hard to live life without having a community. So finding that locally to you where it's not, everything's not just virtual, I think that's huge, especially uh, spiritual communities. Number five is rely on routines instead of decision making. This is huge because once you can start to get into an actual routine and get some momentum, it can be really, really easy to stay in touch with those things. So morning routines with a mental practice, whether that be meditation or breath work, and hydrating yourself first thing in the morning with some water is really huge. The easier you can get those things set up as you move around, or let's say that you're working remote and you're gonna be in a different city, different country, the idea is to have routines that are malleable or are able to be done anywhere that you go and can be done quickly. And also iterate as needed. If something doesn't serve you in your routine, change it. These are not tattoos, they're not permanent. Number six is they're resourceful in all aspects. So these are folks that travel really light. I remember my first time traveling, I brought huge bags and that was immediately a mistake because I'm in this airport and I can't even fucking carry all the shit that I brought. So travel really light. I, now I don't travel with more than what I can carry on me. 
on, on carry-on. Multifunctional items are really good. I have a friend, Kevin, who he's got a pair of shorts that are his gym shorts. They are his casual shorts, and they are also his swim trunks. They are made of, I think they're made of merino wool. So that is a very multifunctional, non-smelly material. So I highly recommend finding material that can be useful in a lot of different circumstances and then finding types of clothing or types of items that can be used. Along with resourcefulness is financial literacy. So diversification of income is huge. Just awareness of your simple financial transactions is huge. I use every dollar for my personal stuff and I check my, once a week I check all of my transactions just to know how much I'm spending. I have a budget in there. And the problem I had had previously was that I didn't even know how much money I was spending. That is such a a common thing, but it's such an, uh, an important thing to know how much you're spending. And then resourcefulness also applies to opportunities. So one of the things that I find is important about doing this podcast, is important about doing the content that I do on YouTube, is important about doing all the things that I do, is that I'm constantly creating a stream of inbound opportunities because of what I put out. And I'm attracting people to me that are who I would like to contact me. So finding ways to create your own platform can be really, really beneficial. That could be writing, that could be podcasting, that could be doing videos, that could be whatever. Number seven, they create structure through planning. So they enable their environment to be a contributor to their excess. So setting up your environment, whether that be your workspace, whether that be the, the people around you, whether that be living near a gym, you know, all these things that contribute to your environment are really helpful. You want to make everything as convenient as possible. And that structure comes through planning. So doing some of that upfront planning in advance before you get somewhere, especially if you're a traveler, can be helpful. And then stay for at least a month. If you're going to be traveling, try to stay for at least a month. It makes the experience not a vacation. It makes it more of a, a living situation. And then I have a friend, Ball, who talked about flying short distances. So if he knows that he's going to go from this side of the country to the other side of the country, he'll stop in multiple states on the better opportunity to get immersed into uh, more places. Number eight, these are people that are constantly learning and not just learning for the sake of learning, but learning targeted content. So if you've ever heard, maybe you haven't, the concept of JIT, just in time learning, it basically says that you learn the things as you need to learn them. Because if you're just learning things just to learn them for some theoretical future moment when you might need it, it's taking up valuable brain space where you could keep things that are needed in this moment. So I always, I mean, not always, I've definitely made this a mistake, but now the way that I look at learning is if I need to learn it, I'm going to learn it in the moment. I'm going to learn it on YouTube, most likely. Like just go watch a YouTube video and see. You can also learn from cultures. If you're traveling, there's free walking tours pretty much in every city that has a tourism department. And I try to learn, you know, learn the language, learn at least a few phrases or sentences if you're somewhere and you're going to be traveling around. People open up to you a lot more and are a lot nicer to you when you can at least say a few things. And then the last part about learning is share your skills and share your knowledge all the time. If you want to learn something, teach it because that will force you to understand the concepts at such a level, like this podcast, me doing this podcast, I actually relearn a lot of the things that maybe I forgot or I learn new things to be able to share on this podcast. And that is the process of me learning is teaching. So it's really awesome in that way. Only two more. Number nine, they practice introspection. So they create a vision for their life daily, weekly, monthly. You can reference a podcast that I had earlier where I talk about my own personal uh, reflection system, because I think that that is a great place to start if you don't have a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly practice of reflection. Journaling is a great way to do this, respect introspection. And then also JOMO over FOMO, joy of missing out. So set boundaries. If something is not a hell yes in life, it is a no. 
Number 10, finally, optimize. They optimize their productivity. So this means focusing on one thing at a time. This means using the Pomodoro technique. I have a virtual co-working business that I run with a friend of mine. We have four sessions a week, Monday through Thursday. If you're interested in joining us, we are in a beta right now where you can join in and we focus on one thing at a time. We use Pomodoro technique to do either 50 minutes or an hour and a half of working and we're on zoom and we just say what we're going to do and then everybody says what they're going to do and it's really nice because you have social accountability in that and you're able to also limit your distractions because if there's other people on there that are doing these things and keeping you accountable you're much more likely to actually do the work that you need to do especially if it's something you've been putting off they also keep a calendar calendar at least for me is my bible like if it's not on the calendar it's not true so i have it color coded and i always try to respect the blocks that i create and i put all my personal stuff on my calendar as well as my work stuff because it just helps to have everything in one place now i've gone through the 10 they care about what they put in their body movement recovery non-negotiable don't feel guilty prioritizing self-care create and maintain connections rely on routines instead of decisions resourcefulness in all aspects structure through planning, constantly learning, practice of introspection, and optimize productivity. I hope that you've learned something today. And if you could do one thing, take something from this, implement it in your life today. That would mean the world to me. Send me a message on Instagram and let me know what it is that you did. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunday Ain't Scary podcast. If you found value from this show, please consider three free ways that you can support, all of which will be linked in the show notes. Number one is leave a review. Reviews of the lifeblood of any podcast and help others to find me. Number two, subscribe or follow wherever it is that you're listening to this right now. Number three, share with one friend who needs to hear the message from today. If you're interested in the video version of this podcast, you can go to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Jordan Carroll, or check out the show notes, which will have links to all my social platforms, websites, and anything mentioned in the show. Thank you, and until next time, keep wandering. You're not lost.